Hey guys, thank you for joining us for our last Wednesday at the Cross for the summer. Um, after tonight, we'll be kind of taking a break until August when we crank back up. And hopefully at that point, we will be able to meet in person and live for Wednesday at the Cross in August. So we're prayerful and hopeful that that will happen. Uh, so tonight, uh, we're going to continue and just kind of look at just the storms in life that we deal with. Tim did a phenomenal job last week uh, in his reconciliation message that we uh, played. And man, it's just an awesome, awesome time for us to be able to hear truth when in so many uh, situations during what we're walking through right now, uh, you don't know exactly what truth is. Everything's based on emotion or fear or feelings. And so it's just very refreshing to have a time in truth. And I hope that that's what tonight will be as well. A time where we can just dive into the truth and just be able to spend some time looking at um, looking at life and the storms that we go through. Life has been pretty crazy lately uh, between the coronavirus, um, the tragic and shameful um, you know, deaths that have occurred across our nation of innocent people as well as those uh, innocent officers who have willingly put their lives on the line um, each day when they report for duty. Um, you know, the ensuing protests and riots, uh, you know, the media, both social media as well as news media, um, everything that it throws at you, um, you know, it's just, it can be pretty chaotic at times, um, you know, and just the, the things that we go through, um, the different storms in life that we deal with from, you know, pay cuts or job losses or health scares um, even the thought of running out of toilet paper during this pandemic. I still have not figured that part out. How is it that a virus that affects our respiratory system and breathing um, can cause our butts to think you need a overload of toilet paper? And so we go out and we hoard toilet paper. I, I haven't figured that part out yet. So, hey, um, we all go through different storms in life, and there have been several storms that we have walked through over the last few months, that's for sure. There's two types of storms in life, those storms that you see coming and the ones that catch you by surprise. Um, all storms have warning signs, though. Sometimes we pay attention to them, sometimes we don't. You've all seen a, a thunderstorm as it's kind of began to form, um, as it's began to have the clouds that puff up and, and start to form, and then, you know, you hear uh, the thunder off in the distance, the sky grows dark, wind begins to blow, you can see the lightning, you can feel the wind as it kind of rushes in, and you can tell that a storm is coming, um, or even with uh, tornadoes now and the casting that they do, the hurricanes and the, uh, you know, now you have 24 hours worth of uh, television um, on the weather channel that you can watch every moment of the hurricanes or every moment of a lot of the tracking of tornadoes. All these things, you know, you can tell that it's coming. There's warning signs that happen. I love to watch the lightning. I love to, to just watch it and to sit on the front porch sometimes during a storm. I can remember back when I was uh, in Coker Creek, Tennessee um, in college. I was serving as an internship and working at a wilderness camp there. And it was a beautiful place, lived in a, about a, a 10 by 12 cabin that had no power, no electricity, anything. And uh, I remember watching those storms come rolling up the valley. 
and I would sit on the front porch and even in the evenings at night, just watch the light show as it would echo through those mountains. That thunder would just boom through there and it was so loud and so intense. And I would watch the lightning and just, man, incredible light show that would happen. And just, I was enthralled sitting there looking at it and just imagining the power that there is in God. If he can create something like this that is this powerful, how much more powerful is he? And just being in awe of that lightning. You could always tell those storms were coming. The warning signs were there. However, sometimes we don't pay attention to those signs. Uh, I remember another time a few years back where Aaron and I took the kids to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we decided we were going to go hiking. It was a uh, early April um, day, and I remember there were some storms that were supposed to be coming through, but it wasn't supposed to be that bad. We decided to go anyway. It was going to be about a five-mile loop, and so as we got about two and a half miles in, you could hear thunder off in a distance, and you know you would check the radar and see on your phone. Well, I don't think it's coming this way, and so you know we failed to pay attention to some of those warning signs. And instead of turning back and going uh, or making a decision to cut it short, we decided to continue on with the loop. And so as we began to go straight out up into the mountains and, and uh, about halfway through that loop, I remember just a torrential, torrential downpour. Uh, the temperature dropped. Uh, we were soaking wet. Uh, we had, you know, Emma, Aubrey, and, and at that point I was carrying Jack because his little legs were about giving out anyway. And you know, I, I remember us just walking through the mountains on this little hiking trail trying to get back to our car and thunder and lightning just crashing all around us. I mean, hundreds of yards away and it just booming all around. And, you know, it was just one of those things that uh, we saw the warning signs. We knew that it was coming, but yet we thought, well, I think we're going to be able to make it. I think that we'll be able to get through this before the heavy stuff gets here. We were wrong. Um, even if you ask my kids now if they would like to go hiking, they will emphatically tell you no. Um, I think we ruined them for hiking for many years to come. So it's one of those things that when you go through life, um, you may just kind of be cruising through and then all of a sudden things are good and a storm hits. All of a sudden something happens and, you know, you hear that thunder roll. You feel the static of, of lightning around you. You you are going through this intensity of the wind and you know it's one of those things it may be a relationship with a friend or a spouse or it could be a job or something financial that you're walking through or it could be a health issue you think everything is just fine and then all of a sudden the storm hits what does that look like in your own journey what does it look like in your own life there's all types of storms in life and with every one of those storms there are warning signs and that's what we're going to get into tonight Let's pray as we open up the scripture. Father, I pray that you will speak to us tonight, God, that you'll give us just some wisdom from Acts 27, that you'll give us the ability to see you, to know you, to grow in who we are in you, even in these storms of life, the chaos that can kind of hit around us, and pray that you will help us to prepare for the storms that hit. I hope that you will help us to know how to best live our lives through those storms and Father, even to be able to recover after those storms hit. So God, I thank you and pray that you will just speak to us tonight. In your name we pray, amen. If you have something on a device or if you have a Bible there with you, if you want to open up to Acts 27, 
Um, we're going to pick up a story where Paul has basically um, been arrested, and they're, they're trying to figure out, do we charge him or not? Do we release him? What are we going to do? But God has already told Paul, I want to send you to Caesar. And so Paul, um, in the chapter 4, um, when he's in front of King Agrippa, says, you know, I, I'm a Roman citizen. I plead to Caesar. And so he wants to go and to share with him. Why? Because God's already called him and used him as a vessel to be able to go and to be able to share what has happened and, and to share what's happened in his own life and in his journey. And so what happens is they get ready to, um, to, to sail off and they uh, put him on a ship. He leaves Cyprus, uh, leaves an area, gets to, to Cyprus and um, they go and they um, are about to figure out, are we going to continue to sail on or not? Because the, the timing has deteriorated. Um, the scripture says in, uh, you know, early in chapter 27 that the time has come past the fast, which means it's September, October. Um, it's like the hurricane season in the um, Adriatic Sea where they were at. Um, nowadays, the Mediterranean Sea. And so, you know, during that time, they wouldn't be sailing because it's hard to, to push forward. And they've already lost time. It says, you know, much time had been lost in sailing already. It had become dangerous. And so Paul tells them, and, and in verse 10, he just says, hey, you know, we probably want to wait. We need to wait these storms out. We don't need to go yet. In fact, if we go, I can see that our, our voyage, our, our trip is going to be disastrous. We will lose, you know, everything. We'll lose all these things, the cargo and the ship, you know, and we may even lose our own lives as well. And so uh, Paul begins to warn them and say, you don't need to go. Let's wait a little bit. But yet the, the captain of the ship, the owner of the ship says, no, I've got some cargo on here. I want to get um, to where it needs to go, and I want you to go. And so they go ahead and they set out. Let's pick it up right here in verse 13. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had attained what they wanted. You ever been there? You thought they, that you think that you attain what you want? You think that, you know, hey, I've gone through a situation, and you know what? Things got a little rough in my marriage and something else has come along, maybe this is what I wanted. Um, you know what, things have gotten a little bit rocky at work. Maybe this other opportunity is something that I want. Or you know what, I could cut some corners here or I can make some compromises there. And you know, you can fool yourself into thinking that you have received what you wanted and so you take a step. It's where they're at. They have received and they thought that they've attained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and they sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Nor'easter swept down from the island. The ship was caught in the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way, and it was, it was driven along. So they set out, and they decide, hey, this is what we want. This is where we're going. But yet, once they get out into the open water, the storm hits. You know, the warning signs were there. You know, the things, the time of the season, all these different things. But yet... Instead of listening to that wisdom, instead of listening to reason, they decide, hey, I'm going to go ahead and step out in this. And what happens is they get caught in the middle of that storm. You may have gone through something similar in your life and in your journey where you thought things would be this way, but times got a little difficult. And what did you do? Did you compromise or did you stay true to the course? Uh, did you follow after um, your own leadings and, and seek after what the Lord wanted? Or did you really, uh, you know, stay and, and, and kind of veer in direction a different way? And so, you know, 
that's what tonight we're going to look at those different storms that we go through. How do you anticipate them? How do you stay in, on course? How do you follow through with what, where God leads you? We're going to go right into verse 16. It says this, as we were passing the lee of the small island of Calda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. The men had hoisted it aboard and passed the ropes under the ship itself, just trying to hold it together. Fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Syrtis, they lowered the sea anchors and allowed the ship to be driven along. Took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When the sun nor the stars appeared for many days, the storm continued raging. We finally gave up hope of being saved. You know, they had passed by these islands. They had passed by, when they left Crete, they went along the, the, the shoreline of Crete before the storm hit. They passed by Calda. They, they passed by Syrtis. They passed by these islands. There was opportunity then to stop the boat and to unload. There was opportunity then to be able to run it aground and, and to have safety and to, to seek shelter. They had these opportunities, but yet they continued to say, no, I think that we can weather this storm on our own. I think that we can do this. They had the opportunity to stop, but they continued to say, you know what, let's chance it. You ever been there in your life? You ever kind of walked through something and you said, this is probably the, the thing I need to do, but then you, instead you chance it and it ends up taking you further than what you desired to go. And so, you know, that's always, there's warning signs that come up, you know, before a storm hits. And, you know, you may not see it clearly. Um, you may have trouble figuring out what you're going to do, but that's the part. In knowing how are you going to weather the storm, you know, knowing what you're going to do with it, that's going to determine where you're going next. There's always warning signs to storms. You know, sometimes you see them clearly, sometimes you don't at all. I remember uh, it was 20 years ago this week. My uncle and I were at Pikes Peak. We had gone to Colorado and we're spending a couple of weeks there um, hiking and doing some rock climbing. And um, we were had set out to hike Pikes Peak. And it was going to be a two-day hike for us. And so that first day we had gone uh, eight or nine miles. And as we were going between mile nine and ten, I remember we came along this exposed ridge, beautiful bluebird sky. It was in June. It was a, a nice, great, uh, you know, afternoon. And all of a sudden, like things can do out in the Rockies, a storm was on the opposite side of the mountain. And as it was building, we had no idea that it was coming. Um, all of a sudden, we heard just a couple of quick rumbles of thunder. And then before we knew it, it has come over the mountain and we could see it and hear it, lightning crashing, you know, all these things. And we were on this exposed ridge. And so we decided quickly, let's turn back. We have got to get back. We've got to take shelter. So we turned and we went back about a quarter of a mile back down to this, this, this big uh, forest area that had a lot of trees. And so we sought shelter there. We decided let's stay about 100 yards apart so that if, you know, it was one of those storms that lightning was crashing everywhere. I mean, it was just popping all around us. And so we had already said, if something bad happens, one of us were to get hit, 
the other would be there to, to be able to, to help, to rescue, and to, to give aid. And so we separated about 100 yards away from each other, and, and I'll never forget it. Going through uh, my degree in outdoor education and recreation, one of the things that we had to learn was lightning safety when you're out backpacking, hiking in the woods, that kind of stuff. And, you know, they would tell you that you would feel the static electricity around you. And if you ever felt that, you needed to immediately seek shelter. And so as we were entering into this, this area, I remember the, the hair on my arms standing on end. I remember the popping that I could hear in the air it was clicking. And I knew that lightning was about to be striking right where I was. And so I just threw my backpack off. I grabbed the um, the foam pad that I had that we would sleep on, and I laid it out on the ground, and I laid down. I remember hunkering down, threw my backpack on top of it, and I laid down on top of my backpack. I put my raincoat over me and the rain nap that I had over my backpack, and I just remember just laying there. I couldn't see anything. I just had everything completely covered. Everything was on that mat, and, man, lightning was popping all around us. And I remember, you know, one, one hitting a tree right next to me. I could feel the bark that was coming off of the tree as the lightning struck it. It shredded that, that bark in that tree. And I remember feeling that bark hitting me as I was laying there. It was the most intense and the scaredest that I have ever been in my life of whether or not I may survive this or not. And I can remember as I, as I was laying there, the scariest situation ever. I can just remember just the thinking through and saying, has this preparation helped? Has this training helped? Do I, am I really going to make it through this because this storm is consuming me? And I remember just laying there and it passing over and finally passing away. And, and when uh, I took the cover off, I could see, man, just all the bark beside me. I could see you know, and, and began to yell my uncle's name, and we, were, we found each other, and both of us were unharmed, but it was one of those things. We had no idea it was coming. However, we had been prepared previously through some training and, and, and through some education to know if you're ever in a storm like this, you're ever in a situation, how will you respond? What will you do? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation like that, in one of those storms where just the craziest of situations and all the training, all the preparation paid off when the storm hits. And that's what all of a sudden happened in our life. It consumed us. How do you prepare for these storms? In life, how do you prepare for when those storms hit? Man, you have to spend intentional time in the Word. You have to dive into it. You have to seek after what is God showing you, what is He, what is he telling you. And the last week I've had three different guys that are asking me, hey, what is something that I can do to grow stronger in my walk of Christ? One started going through Galatians. I'm texting with him yesterday, asking him, hey, what is he seeing? What is God showing him? Hey, this is some great stuff that he shows me. I love these passages here. I love this. Hey, what do you think about when you see this? Asking those questions, those powerful questions that you seek and say, what is this talking about and how does this apply to my life? You, know, you seek godly counsel. You do life with people. You know, we, we say here, you do life in circles, not in rows. You give people the opportunity to be able to do life with you. Man, you spend time intentionally praying and seeking after God. You give God the opportunity to speak into your life. Let's look and let's see, you know, what does Paul and these men do? You can see, man, they, they begin to throw the ship's tackle overboard, the cargo overboard. 
they take with their own bare hands all these blocks and all this wood and all the ropes, all these big things that hold the ship together, and they begin to throw those things overboard because they weren't concerned about using the mast and the sail. They weren't concerned about what they were originally planning to do. Now it became about survival. What are they going to do? The storm has hit and survival. How will we get to this? Paul lays it out and says, hey, you know what? We've gone through a difficult time, 21 through 26. I'm just kind of summarize it. He says, you know what? Eat something we haven't eaten in days. Man, last night God showed me that we are going to be spared if we all stick together. We have to all stick together. The ship's going to be lost, but we will survive if we all stick together. In verse 27, it says this, on the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea. When about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found that it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would dash against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and they prayed for daylight. They prayed for that daylight in an attempt to escape from the ship. The sailors, these are the ones who were hired to be the professionals who run the boat, okay? The sailors, in an attempt to escape, they let the lifeboat down to the sea, pretending they were going to lower an anchor from the bow. And Paul told the centurion, the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. And so the soldiers cut the life rope, the ropes away that held the lifeboat, and they let it fall away. You think about it. They're in a dire situation, and they do something that is illogical, irrational. They cut the lifeboat away in order to save themselves. You know, that's what I love about the Scripture so much. You see in here that God loves having the odds stacked against him so that he can show up in such a big way. And this is one of those storms where all the odds are stacked against him. And then he says, hey, here's what I'm going to do so that you know that this is me. And you'll see later on um, as you read through this how God used that incredibly. And the faithful will stick together. The faithful will stay together and it'll be tighter than ever. And the unfaithful will want to abandon ship. In your life, do you have those who have done that? Do you have those who... You've gone through a difficult situation when the tough times hit, they abandon, they turn on you, or are you in life with some of those who, when things hit like that, man, they cling together. It makes you that much stronger. Which will you be in the situation? Will you stick in there or will you tuck tail and run? There's those who are prepared and will stand strong in the face of adversity. Where are you at in your faith journey? When people question you in your walk, are you showing them Jesus? Even in these storms that we deal with in our days here and now, with all of the um, inequality, with all in the, all the, the talks going on, with all of the different stances people are taking, you know what? I'm taking a stance that I want to be just like Jesus. And what does that mean? It means that Jesus cares about every single one of us. Jesus desires to have a relationship with every single one of us. You know, when life stinks and comes at you, comes crashing down all around you, how are you going to react? Are you going to be somebody who's going to stand strong in the word? Or are you going to fall away? How are you preparing yourself 
and surrounding yourself with others who are encouraging you with truth, not with just emotion or feelings, but with truth, to be there through thick and thin with you through the scripture. And that's the part, man, you know, you can see it in the life of the disciples, even when it cost them their own life. How did they respond? They responded with this. I will be just like Jesus. He died for the faith, and so will I. You know, that's the part when you go through storms, it exposes things. It exposes who do you have a strong walk with Christ with? Are you shaken easily? Do you do life with others? What does it look like in your own journey? Are you strengthening your own personal walk with the Lord? Are you leading others by example? Are you looking for those warning signs that pop up when storms are coming around? You're reaching out to those who are willing to walk with you and maybe reaching out to those who have been terrified by the storms they're walking through. Do you stand back or do you get involved? You know what? It's life in the trenches. Who do you know who is down there, who is you know, struggling, who is suffering, are you reaching out to those? Are you being a great example? You know, and that's the ones that, you know, you see in verse 32. The soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat together and they let it fall away. Why? Because they already trusted what Paul had said. He had already said, hey, here's the deal. We will all be saved if we stay together. And they saw that this was a compromise. They saw that in this storm, there were those who were trying to compromise trying to look after themselves and to save themselves. And they said, you know what? We will do what is illogical. We will cut a lifeboat away and let it go. Why? Because we will not depend on our own selves any longer. We will follow after and do what this godly man he has put here has asked us and told us to do. We will follow that direction. When we did not heed that advice before, they followed in that direction. And so, you know, what does that look like in your, in your life? When you go through those storms, do you shake easily or do you stay true to it? What does it look like in your own journey? This made everyone be fully committed. Dramatic times call for drastic measures. And so it will radically change that commitment level that you see in your life and in the life of others. You know, are you doing things in your journey that will help others grow in their walk? Or are you doing things that will challenge them? Sometimes you're trying to weather those storms in life on your own, and no matter what you do on your own, there is nothing you can do that will help you until you finally surrender and say, I cannot do this on my own. Nothing seems to work. You have to release the situation and ask for help. Ask God for help. Ask others for help. Give God the opportunity to be able to help you to see who you're doing life with that can walk with you. And here's the saddest thing. When you look around and you see that you have no one around you in your life, man, that's sad. Are you living your life isolated? Are you living shallow? Are you lying on your own strength and your own self? Or are you opening yourself up and doing life together? And so, man, what I challenge you with is this. Look around you and see who do you have in your life whether those storms in life are, are, are going on around you, who do you have in your life that are willing to walk with you? And if you don't have people in your life and in your journey, man, I really challenge you to open yourself up, to allow people in and to invest in others and allow them to invest in you. That will dramatically change your commitment level as well. God's placed people in your life for a reason. 
And if no one's around you, man, reach out, seek that help. If they are around you, develop and continue to develop those relationships. No matter how bad the storms get, always remember there is one who will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. He will be right there with you. You know, often in life, God wants to take control, but we unfortunately want to continue to hang on to it. So, you know, what happens in our journey is that God has to get us through and bring us through those storms a lot of times to make us surrender and say, I can't do this anymore. What do you want me to learn through this? What do you want to teach me through this? You know, it's an incredible story here in Acts 27. And, you know, if you want to know how the story ends, I challenge you to, to continue to read on on your own. Um, go and look and to see how God uses Paul to save all 276 lives. Go through and look and see what happened, how God used this. The question is, are you ready for the storms in your life? Man, James 1, 2 through 4 lays it out and says, Consider it joy whenever you go through trials of many kinds because you know that it's the testing of your faith that produces perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may become mature and complete, not lacking in anything. It doesn't start out and say, if you face trials of many kinds. It says, when you face trials of many kinds. And so, man, I challenge you. It's not going to be an if you go through difficulty. It's going to be a when. How are you setting yourself up to be ready for those difficult times? How are you setting yourself up to be able to recover through those difficult times? Are you building your life on truth? Or are you building them on feelings? Are you building them on the truth of his word and what he desires to show you and to teach you? Or are you building it on your own self-esteem, your own self-trust, your own security? See, here's the deal. When you praise him in your times of victory, you will not have to plead with him in your times of defeat. And so I pray that you will seek him in all times. Give God the opportunity to walk with you, to strengthen you, and to show you what he desires to show you. I pray that our nation would humble ourselves and pray that we may see healing throughout our land. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the storms that we go through in our life that expose so much, the difficulty and the things that we go through that you really desire to show us and to teach us how we can rely on you. Father, to prepare for those times, the difficulties, to prepare for the trials in relationship, the trials in work and financial means, the trials that we go through with our health, whatever it may be, that you are there with us and that you desire to teach us what you desire to teach us. I pray for our nation. I pray for humility in our nation. I pray for you to work in a way in our people that we would be the salt and that we would be the light that we would give people the opportunity to be able to see the side that we take is the side of Jesus. The side that we take is the side that you have laid out to be a follower of Christ no matter what. It may not be left or right. It's right where you desire for us to be in each and every situation. Father, I think about the example that you give us of Christ and how he did not take this side or that side, but he set the standard in the way that he lived his life. And I pray, Father, that we would do the same. We would set a standard of love, of compassion, of the ability to empathize and the ability to be able to sacrifice, Father, our own thoughts and feelings at times 
our own pride and arrogance at times, that you would give us the ability to be able to see people through the same eyes that you see them through. God, I pray for healing in our nation, and I pray that you would use us as followers of Christ to be a catalyst for the reconciliation that is to come. God, use us, heal us, and forgive us, Father, for the times that we take for granted what you've called us to do as followers of Christ. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the last uh, Wednesday at the cross uh, for the summer. Pray that you have an incredible time with your family, uh, a great summer, and, and that you'll be joining us hopefully in person in August when we crank things back up for Wednesday at the cross. Have an incredible summer.